school again? I want to shut down the club with you. Okay. Who's that by? What's that song called? I don't I don't know that song. You were just singing it. Oh, is that the actual I just know the chorus. That's and part I of the chorus. You were a wild one. Yeah. Ooh. Welcome to Beans Rice and Everything Nice. Oh, we started? Yeah, the podcast where two average guys like two average sides come together and make everything better. I'm your host, Marco Jaimes. I'm also your host, Juan Garza. And at the top of the hour, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man. Oh, you know it. No Way Home trailer. First things first. That shit was dope. That shit slapped so much. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert right off top. If, it, if you I haven't mean, seen Far From Home, dude, go, go see watch it. that shit right now before we start talking. Because at the end of that movie... yeah. J. Jonah Jameson comes up on the big screen in New York right. and reveals Peter Parker's identity to the world, mm-hmm. which, of course, is dangerous for his loved ones. Right. That's why all of our loved ones have code names on yeah. the show. And that's why we beat people's names out, yeah. you know? For sure. So what did we see in this trailer, bro? Okay. So it starts out, right? We got, we got Spider-Man encountering Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange is the master of mystical arts and time and all sorts of cool shit, right? And he basically is like, hey, man, Mysterio was on some fuckboy shit, Mm -hmm. and he went and blabbed my name out to everybody, and now all of my peoples are in danger, right? And Doctor Strange is like, oh, hell no. And then they they devise a spell or whatever, and then he basically breaks time and space because he was interrupting the spell. And it, it opened up this multiverse idea that we've already had introduced in Loki. And uh, he wants to wipe his identity. And then all of a sudden he starts to bring in, I think, villains from the past. And a rogues all sorts gallery of shit. from the multiverse. Yeah. We see fucking Dr. Octopus mm-hmm. played by, uh, what's his name? Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Yeah. And then we also see Green Goblin's pumpkin bomb yep. roll into one of the scenes and you hear his laugh. Yep. So Willem perhaps Defoe. Willem Dafoe yeah, will dude. return. I swear to God, I, I knew Doc Ock was in it for sure. Jamie Foxx is confirmed. Jamie Foxx is confirmed. And there is actually a frame of the trailer. Like the nerds are on it right now. Crack of lightning. There's going to be a breakdown. It's Mm -hmm. like a spiral crack of lightning. So Mm -hmm. for sure that's Electro. Some even say Sandman can be seen in the trailer. I think we can all forget Spider-Man 3 though. That movie fucking sucked. Yeah. But if Sandman's in it, cool. It's not confirmed that Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield are in the movie, but it's rumor and also charlie cox as daredevil yeah is yeah. rumored as well that is correct and the really cool thing about this um these spider-man movies they are like the perfect uh merging or melding or overlap or transition however you want to look at it from 20th century's mcu to the actual mcu that's owned by disney and this whole time i was actually under I was I was incorrect. I thought that the IP of Spider-Man had been officially acquired by Marvel Studios. Sony still o- owns that. Yeah, they're not they're not gonna give that shit up. No, probably not. Um, they got a new um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse coming out. Oh, they too, do in 2022, I believe. Okay, so I've I I saw recently in an article that um, because they're not gonna give it up, Disney's basically like. All right, well, we'll just buy Sony then. Like, if you don't want to give up the IP, we'll just buy you and absorb it. And then we'll have X-Men, um, Daredevil. We'll have all of those, those like, properties along they with everything They already have else. X-Men. They do? And Fantastic Four. Okay. Because I think Sony let those IPs expire or something. I don't mm. know what happened. Okay. Okay. But the X-Men are already pretty much confirmed to be in the MCU. Yeah. And so is the Fantastic Four. We're just waiting. But the brilliant thing about this, this whole multiverse thing that has been started, is that it kind of spills into the real life and like the transaction stuff of like these these studios owning IPs, and it's like the blend of it. We saw a little taste of it with uh, what's his fuck Evan Peters in Wandavision. Yeah, but they kind of fucked that up. They fucked that up, but like it kind of like was a shoehorn into what is possible. Mm-hmm. We can. We can have Alfred Molina come back. We can have Willem Dafoe come back. In this one movie, we can have Tom Holland, who's like the bridge between the two. We can have Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. And then like you extrapolate that into the X-Men world. You can have all these people transition in via this multiverse like opening that had happened. And I think that's really cool. There's so much potential now for Marvel because it's like, all right, Everyone's been trying to make a buck off of these characters. It's a business. It's marketing. It's all that. And great. But the ultimate fan service is let's construct a beautiful grand world with all these characters that we've been waiting for. 
they did it over 20-something movies with Marvel, and now we can kind of acquire all these other characters and, and introduce them via the multiverse. I'm really, really excited about that shit. I don't know if you saw this. Have you seen the Morbius trailer? Yes. Okay, yes, Jared I have. Leto is in that movie. For the uninformed, Morbius is a Spider-Man character. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor who has like a rare blood disease who tries to cure it somehow and turns himself into a vampire. Yeah. Uh, in that trailer, <laughs> I know this is all nerdy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. But in that trailer, Adrian Toomes, played by Michael Keaton, aka the Vulture, mm. he's in that trailer. Okay. So there's got to be some sort of loose connection going on between these movies because if Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. is in that one as the vulture than what you know there's also in that trailer morbius is walking down the street and there's a picture of spider-man that says murderer oh yeah murdered mysterio that's right so i don't know man i think mm-hmm. sony's trying to keep things loosely connected and mm-hmm. I-, I love it i love it i'm really excited about it because it's 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 no more like a fucking plane for keeps it's like yo we can you know it's just like drug dealers it's like look you have your territory, I have mine. Or like the Bloods and the Crips. Like, yo, if we just get together, we can we can all say fuck the police yes, together. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, let's get this paper together. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Oh, I. Uh, okay. So, you know, just just to marketing and strategy and making a buck for the longest time. Uh, what Far From Home came out in the summer of 2019. I saw it the one time in theaters. I loved it. I haven't seen it since because they have never allowed it to be at a rental price. It's only been uh, uh, available for purchase, which is like 20 something dollars versus your standard rental of four bucks or whatever. And uh, I've just been waiting this whole time just because I don't I don't want to like buy it for 20 something because I know eventually it's going to be on some streaming service. It'll eventually make its way to Disney Plus. And it's like for the same reason I never bought Endgame. It's like I can watch it forever on this streaming service. And uh so they drop this trailer, and certainly enough, I, I go to YouTube and Far From Home dropped down to four dollars because they want everybody like, dude, they it worked. They know they know their audience. I got a boner after this trailer. I like creamed my jeans there on my couch, and I was just like, oh my god, I want Spider Man so bad right now. Go to YouTube. I throw that four dollars, dude. I was up until four in the fucking morning watching Far From Home last night. Jesus, it was really good though. That was after we were we watched School of Rock last night. That's right. Yeah, we did. Great film. I was really happy. I finally got to see School of Rock. I want to bring up something real quick about Michael Keaton not knowing what the fuck is going on with the multiverse. Okay, there's (laughs) he had an interview and he was talking to some of the higher ups and they were trying to talk to him about like the multiverse and what's going on with these movies. Mm And he was like, I don't, I don't know what the, I, I don't give a fuck. I just show up. <laughs> yeah. I play my characters. He's like, I'm Batman, bro. I don't care. He I just, <laughs> he doesn't know anything about comics, really. He just kind of just shows up and does his thing. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I sort of respect that aloof, that aloofness. I don't know if aloofness is a word, but if it is, Michael Keaton's definitely that. I've, uh, I've always wanted him. Oh, hey, Coba. Hi. I've always wanted, um, Michael Keaton to be old Batman in a Batman Beyond movie and it kind of seems like that that might be in the works or like it's it's like down the line it, it could happen cuz he's see, returning as old Batman yeah. in like the flash, the flash right and so is yeah. dude i think who else is going to be in that movie i thought george no he's not george clooney there's another Batman that I thought was going to be in the movie. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, maybe really? I'm tripping. Huh. Maybe they're trying to do like a Spider-Man Batmans. thing in, in that one. That'd DC cool. really blows it, though. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, try to, they try to bite Marvel style and they just, you know, mm-hmm. they blow it. Yeah. They, they shine where they ought to shine. And that's the cool thing about, like, I love Batman. Batman's like a, you know, a, a symbol around. Everyone knows Batman like everyone knows Spider-Man. Superman, kind of lame, but Man of Steel was was pretty cool. Hans Zimmer was on the track. You know, his composition of that score, it was just beautiful. Uh, what a lame. <laughs> um, you got the Flash. Uh, I, you know, you have these iconic characters, but then you, they sometimes really just shit the bed. You remember Green Lantern? <laughs> Ryan Never Reynolds, saw it. Dude, what a fucking steaming pile of shit that movie was marvel uh, in the beginning marvel shit the bed a few times as well though before right before the mcu they had no direction ghost rider yeah ghost rider spirit of vengeance mm-hmm. that weird hulk movie ben affleck's daredevil okay that you one's know? that one's pretty dope you like that one kind of i liked I it, liked it when i was younger yeah maybe if i watched it again i'd be like nah. i couldn't watch it now not after not after charlie cox's daredevil i would look at that daredevil like oh this is kind of lame but you're right in 2003 it was fire also the punisher from 2004 
pretty fire movie as well. Okay. Thomas Jane fucking killed it. But that was in the wild, wild west of Marvel. That was no direction, lawless lands. You have different studios making movies. And it wasn't until uh, probably around 2006 before like the production of Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk started to happen. And then it was like the first chapter, the first step down this path that would be a, a 23 plus movie universe um yeah so you're right i mean they had no direction and i feel that's kind of what like dc is in right now i feel like dc is kind of in that early stage of marvel and i don't know if there's like a kevin feige of the dc world that will like line everybody up and and you know make sure that they get their shit together the way it worked with marvel i'm i'm hopeful i mean Zack snyder has kind of been a through line uh, through some productions, so that's kind of cool. I still haven't seen that Justice League movie. No, no. see that one. See that shows good. me the potential of what it can be because the Justice League that happened uh, in 2017, considering, I mean, it's it sucks considering the production and what had happened in the production, but it ended up being a not so stellar project. And then you you have the one vision of the guy, and then it ends up being, in my opinion, one of the best things DC has ever done. It's a four-hour epic. It's great. It's edited well. It's, it's 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 a good movie. Visually, it's stunning. You get to see the Flash go off like you don't see in the other one. You get to see more of Cyborg's story, which is really cool. And that, he just looks amazing. Like, not a lot of credit goes to uh, what they pulled off in the Justice League. Ray Fisher? Is that the guy who played Cyborg? Yeah. He wants an apology from WB if he was <laughs> if he's ever to return to play Cyborg. Yeah. Because I guess Joss Whedon was a real big piece of shit yeah. on set. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, I mean, you know, it's that's really <laughs> shitty to hear. Um, but also the reality is like Ray Fisher, man, you don't you don't hold a lot of chips on this table right now. You know, like this was kind of like you're not a household name yet. You know what I mean? Like you, you were cool in this movie and that sucks that you were mistreated. But I'm sure a lot of people are mistreated on sets all the time. <laughs> And and I don't know. It, the, the reality is a sad reality is like Joss Whedon holds a lot more weight than you do. He's been in in the game for probably decades. You know what I mean? If anybody, you know, if any big corporations, I'm looking at you, Sony, Disney, are looking to, you know, buy any IPs. Johnny Bukaki, um, <laughs> yeah, dude. is for sale. Yeah, Johnny Bukaki. I think we could shoehorn Johnny Bukaki into the MCU. Or, yeah, we don't come because cheap though. We can see, you know, based on the numbers of. Logan and Deadpool, adult content, it gets that money. Yeah, adult know? content slaps. People crave it. Yeah. They didn't know they wanted it until they got it. Mm-hmm. And we have loads, pun intended, of adult content to Huge offer. Huge loads. Just big, thick, ropey loads of content to throw your way, throw all up in your face, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of load throwing, did you see that R. Kelly has herpes? I didn't. You, you, <laughs> and I, you're bringing it up to me now, and I didn't know that he has herpes. But you know what? <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, it's like For sure. it's almost like duh. He, duh, has, he herpes. has herpes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was listening to the Josh Potter show. Short segue: Josh Potter's coming to Milwaukee on the fifth of September in like two weeks. We should go. I can't. Why not? I'm gonna be watching AEW All Out that night. It is a very important pay per view, and CM Punk is making his return to wrestling for the first time in seven years, bro. Oh, okay. You know CM Punk? That's equally cool. He's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I do know who CM Punk is. Yeah. yeah. He showed up on AEW last week. The crowd went wild. Mm-hmm. There were people crying, dude. A grown man crying Damn. in the crowd. He's a meme now. A grown know? man crying. So this grown is man. this is his like return. What this is like a full day event. Like a WrestleMania style type yeah. of thing? Oh, yep. okay. All right. That's cool. He's wrestling up and comer Darby Allen. I'm a big, I don't, you know, I don't know if the podcast fans know, big wrestling fan. Oh, love yeah. it. Dude. I guess we never really touched on that. Huh? I fucking love wrestling. Yeah. Bro. You're a wrestling fan. A lot fanatic. of it's really bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's really bad, and people don't understand, you know, why I watch it because they'll tune into like WWE Raw or SmackDown and see the shit show that those are, but. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of good wrestling out there, bro. Dude, wrestling is fun. It's storytelling, man. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, you know it's fake, right? Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, you just broke you my heart. You know fucking Grey's Anatomy's fake, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you think Santa's fucking real Game as of well? Thrones? <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what's cool about wrestling, though, uh, of, like, that sort of wrestling is if you want to, like, put, like, a lofty title on it, it's it's a fucking play. It's a, it's a live-action, action-packed play. There's there's lines, there's rehearsal, a lot of there's politics. costume, there's politics in it. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of like the ongoing thing about it. But like for the most part, how long is Raw? Like 
four three, hours. Three hours. Yeah, too much. It's that's too a long. that's a that's a production, and that's very impressive to put on a production that large scale. They are for actually, that many hours. Raw is terrible. Are they now? It's one of the worst things on TV. Dude, Raw and SmackDown used to be my jam. It used to be dope. Dude, I used to love Monday Night Raw. Long story short about CM Punk, though, he was in the WWE, right? Mm-hmm. For like, I think like nine years. Okay. And he was one of the best, bro. And he wanted to headline a WrestleMania. That's what he wanted. Yeah. And the higher-ups would not give it to him. Damn. And, you know, he put his... he You know, as a professional wrestler, you put your body on the line every week yeah you know you, and, you're and trusting another man with your life slamming you around it's like ballet you mm-hmm. know ton of things could go wrong but he had been injured a lot and they made him keep wrestling and he was on a ton of antibiotics he shit himself in the ring one time <laughs> whoa what yeah dude <laughs> Oh, damn. Me and CM Punk are similar in that way. I also shit myself. Yeah, you shit yourself recently. Recently. Yeah, but, all uh, over your couch. He ended up like suing, I think suing one of the doctors from WWE and that or that doctor sued him for defamation or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But WWE put a bad taste in his mouth with wrestling and he ended up just walking out on his contract. Oh damn. Just left. That had to be pretty costly. Took his ball, went home. Yeah. And for seven years he was like, I don't I'm never gonna wrestle again. Damn, dude. He went he went away that long. Mm-hmm. Usually he went to the they UFC. Were... Really? I think he lost oh, both of his fights. I remember that. Yeah, that was a bit of a stunt, I felt. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was just something that like people were doing at the time. Brock Lesnar also went to the UFC. That's but true. His record is much better than CM Punk's. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, I feel like you throw him, you throw anybody in a cage with that guy, he's probably going to win. You know, you He's a scary dude. Oh my God, one of my favorite clips in WWE ever is Brock Lesnar <laughs> repeatedly slamming. What's the one brother? There's the uh, Devon and... Uh, Bubba. Yeah, Dudley. The Dudley brothers, Bu- right? Yeah, Bubba Ray Dudley. Who is the skinny fucking... Spike Dudley. Spike Dudley. <laughs> Brock Lesnar slamming the shit out of Spike Dudley repeatedly onto the mat. He does it like three times. And it's like, bro, I think you almost killed that guy. It's one of the most brutal clips in like WWE history that I saw, but also the most funny. Because like, you know, I kind of... Spike Dudley is sort of like... um. He just sort of has a racist aesthetic to him. Yeah. So watching that guy get slammed hard as fuck uh, into the floor over and over, I'm like, I kind of feel good about this. You know, it's okay to laugh at this. So <laughs> if, w- he, if he was paralyzed forever, I'd be like, all right. Whatever. WWE has this other brand, which is like their developmental brand called okay. NXT, and it's much better than their actual product. Uh. So a couple nights ago, I watched NXT TakeOver, which was a pay-per-view. And there was this match between a guy named, named Ilya Dragunov from russia okay and another dude named walter from austria and he's the nxt uk champion and he's been champion for 840 days longest reigning nxt uk champion okay they had the most violent brutal match i've ever seen (laughs) yeah (laughs) that slinky looked up and was watching and she was like is this real oh it was that bad (laughs) it was that crazy dude and that's that's the type of thing that you show people to show them why you like wrestling. This is why this right here. Yeah. This is wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. people don't understand. Though. See, it, it sounds like NXT is sort of like the NCAA to the NFL. Yep. Like it's it's like yes, college exactly. league. Everybody cares a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Nobody's cushy yet. You know, it's a little that harder. That is the perfect comparison. Yeah, dude. Like, the, did you know the rules are a little more stringent in the NCAA than they are in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Like, there's like reception rules on the line. Like, like the I think it's a uh, fucking everyone's gonna roast me. All the thousands of listeners are going to roast me in the comments because look at this fucking (laughs) cuck trying to talk about sports. (laughs) But I just know that there's like different reception rules. There's like downed rules and all that kind of shit. Uh, So, yeah, basically, when you get to the NFL, you're like, oh, bro, I got my five year contract. I'm cushy. I don't really need to care as much. Um, And some players go the way of that. And but when you're when you're in college, you're like playing for the rest of your life so you really give a fuck you like really really try hard and it's a whole league of motherfuckers who are trying their hardest to like get to the nfl you know what i mean so it sounds like that's what nxt is exactly dude mm-hmm. Mis- wrestling fans misunderstood i think so too people think that wrestling fans are stupid because people look at it and like this is a fake fight yeah it's not a fake fight it's a predetermined sports entertainment yeah fucking i don't know these dudes are athletes yeah. they are athletes they're incredible athletes dude tell my boy matt aka salem crane shout out shout out that wrestling is fake and he will fuck you up like he he the stuff he has to go through 
like him tossing his body around like the training dude he was telling me how hard that shit is like he's like dude just doing rope bounces just, just running those ropes just running bruises you all up. over your back oh my bro. god he was telling me he was like it, it's incredible how how much pain you can actually tolerate like when you really want to do something and he's really accomplishing a lot of shit like he's been moving around all of wisconsin kind of dude dude fucking like a year in, it was something crazy early. A year in, he was cracking beers with Chris Jericho. Nice. Could you imagine how awesome that is? That would be awesome, Sitting bro. with Chris Jericho. And these guys, they take ass beatings all day. They're the most humble motherfuckers in the, in the world. And you would think, like, Chris Jericho or some of these people that have really big personalities on stage, in the mat, or on the in, in the ring, on the mat, whatever the fuck. But you, you talk to them. They're just dudes who get the shit beat out of them all the time. And there's like a real brotherhood that is like beneath all of it. Like, yeah. like you said, there's trust. They're they're putting their bodies on the line. They have to trust that that guy knows has what the his fuck shit he's together. doing. Yeah, exactly. He's not gonna like fucking. You drop someone on their neck, you, you and the paralyze ground. them. It's over, man. <laughs> yeah, it's over. And then like everybody's been down the same road. Like everyone worked for years to get to this point, and you could fuck somebody up by not caring for one day. All it takes is like one slip up, and you can end somebody's career. You yeah. Know? It's really, it's really, really interesting. So yeah, dude, wrestling is, yeah. It's people look at it like, oh, oh, did you get tricked into liking wrestling? It's like, no, dude, this yeah. is dope. If you just sort of like put that shit aside, like, yeah, it's a little fictional, but so is most of the content. So is we everything take else in. you're watching. <laughs> yeah, everything. So is else. reality TV. <laughs> exactly, reality TV is like sort of the most produced fucking fiction out there. This whole conversation sparked from R. Kelly having uh, herpes. Yeah. Um. Is there any more to say about that? You know, no, not really. I just kind of wanted to put that out there so people know, like, he had herpes since. Kind of deserves it, dude. He's been pissing on kids for years. Yeah, man. I just, I really want people to know. Is it? I, I is never like to let it go. To piss on a child? I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I think it's illegal, it's illegal to, piss to piss on, on anybody. anyone. I, I think so. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's frowned upon regardless of age. Like, yeah. if you piss it's on a seventy-year-old, <laughs> yeah, it's assault. <laughs> it's, spitting on someone's assault. Yeah. I could imagine pissing on just somebody. any type of bodily fluid coming yeah. out of you going onto another person, and then you can without the, consent. That's assault. <laughs> yeah, and then you can add the adjective of sexual too. It's sexual assault at that point. Whipping I don't know your dick if out. peeing on someone is sexual assault. I think so. I don't know. I guess we could call the a act lawyer. of peeing in itself is not sexual. <laughs> is it for you or? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Peeing I think that it could it could be sexual assault for a lot of people. It's sexual. There's people who are into like wet work and golden showers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like yes, they are scat it's sexual. Play. Yeah, scat play, all that disgusting shit. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure, it could be sexual. Um, I don't know. I just I want to remind people that like, yeah, I believe I can fly is a fire ass song, but that dude's a piece of shit. And I can <laughs> I can almost let Michael Jackson slide because for some reason <laughs> he just has a better he just has a better body of work. <laughs> His, His body, body of work, work is, is way just... <laughs> more fire, and he's dead. You know, right. and he was like a tortured soul, and he and and also I, I think a lot of it is like inconclusive, right? As far as like evidence goes is but like there was whole documentaries of, of of dozens of women coming out did you ever watch that shit that that like multi-part documentary no about i R. heard Kelly? about it there is that one documentary about f like finding neverland escaping neverland escaping neverland yeah i finding, didn't, finding the, neverland sounds more like a yeah, coming of age finding neverland's an actual movie too. Is it? okay <laughs> yeah and escaping neverland sounds like the horrifying sequel <laughs> Like we said before, dude, Michael Jackson can fuck kids all day because beat it's dope. Most of R. Kelly's music, though, I'll go we on say record. That? Um, well, I kind of said that. You nodded and agreed. Maybe you didn't agree audibly. There's actually no evidence that I nodded and agreed. Listen to episode this 21. Audio, this is bro. an audio only podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Your eyes were like, fuck yeah, Juan. That was a fire point, dude. Good shit. I can't say it, but you said it. You took the L. You took the bullet for us. Um, Damn, I was going to go on on more about R. Kelly. I totally lost my train of thought. I kind of said all I needed to about R. Kelly. Fuck that, dude. His music isn't even that dope, honestly. You know I don't really like R&B. R. Kelly R&B is R&B that I hate. That's like, you know how we were talking about, like, I do like some R&B. Mm. I like listening to some artists. R. Kelly can suck my ass, dude. None of that. I believe I Can Fly is pretty good. What's the one he did for Ali? world's greatest that song was kind of cool too if you're like i want to be inspired and shit mm. but for the most part dude trapped in the closet one through 20 that's like a, a man losing his mind 
Yeah. That's a man who is like tortured by all the shit he's done just unraveling before us. His him crying in that interview, oh my god. I was just like salivating. I what loved it so much. He's Y'all like, try to kill me or some shit like kill that. It. Y'all try to kill me, Gail. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crocodile. Fucking tears. Gail. Uh that's Oprah's friend. Gail. Yeah. Oprah's little scissor pal? That's the rumor, right? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I think so. No, because Oprah's been with, uh, what's his name? Stedman. Stedman. Yeah. For but many I, years. I think like Stedman's just that. Stedman's, uh, what do they call it? Um, in the in the in the gay world, a beard. Stedman's got that cuck energy. Yeah, Stedman has big cuck energy, mm. big beta cuck energy. He's like the uh, equivalent of a beard. And uh, a beard, just for those listening, a uh, uh, a beard is a gay man's, um, uh female partner um and and in this relationship aesthetically he is straight and they just sort of dubbed that person a beard like a beard on a dude kind of makes him more manly more rugged what would be the equivalent of uh of like the lesbian version of that Um, it would have to be something that's like feminine right yeah what is the you know what makes a woman feminine you know yeah now we're getting into Oh, some hot water hot here. Hot water here. But I don't I care. Think. Let's let's keep let's keep going cuz so, like I don't know like s- soft skin. <laughs> let's uh well we got to think like um something like material. Like uh like you can see a beard. Oh, okay. It's you know? it's it's uh that would be Oprah's pair of breasts. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like a purse. Like oh, like but uh, a like beard that's is something that's her that grows purse. on a man. Yeah, but it's all. I mean, I thought, a, a beard I thought it is had like to be something uh, not not anatomic, biological. No, no, no. I, I mean something like aesthetic and like symbolic of a man. A like, sandwich. Like, like <laughs> okay, that's just. Now you're just getting hella sexist <laughs> with this one. Stedman is the sandwich in the relationship. I'm thinking like because women. Yeah. Make. Sandwiches? A clutch. Oh, see, that's you. That's you. <laughs> you said that last episode. Yeah, at home making sandwiches. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm gonna try to. I'm, I'm gonna try cl- to get that in every episode now. Yeah, yeah. Just, just squeeze that in inorganically. I think it's. I think it's like a purse mm. or or uh, a clutch. You know what a clutch is? It's like a small. Yeah. Little like handbag. A, yeah, yeah. Mm. I feel like the lesbian version of a beard is a clutch for sure. I like. Sandwich. I wonder if I've ever been a clutch for anyone. Hmm. I don't know if there's Maybe. any girl that I was with that like went straight up uh, muff diving afterwards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just right into that world. Yeah, that would almost feel a little weird. You could kind of look at it two ways. Like, like after me, I was like good enough of a man for her to just kind of like expire a man. Just be like, all right, I kind of got what I needed right. out of that gender. Or you were so bad that she's like, fuck men forever. I'm just gonna go over to uh, <laughs> to that. Oh shit! I. You gotta pause it. Yeah, let's that's pause okay. It real yeah, quick. pause the, it. I gotta piss anyway. Momentum, but the uh, I'm getting a new kitchen sink. Yeah, and dude. And a few days, the yesterday, the dude showed up, took the sink out of the box. He's like, "Oh, it's damaged," and then just dipped. He was like, "I, I don't want to put your sink back in because I'll just get a you know basically next day order this one." He called me. He's like, "What's well, not here yet?" Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He's like, I know I said you would have a sink tomorrow, and that's why I took it, but yeah. I was kind of lying. I've been actually. living sinkless for, yeah. you know. <laughs> living sinkless. Yeah. That should be the, the sequel for the to past living past 24 single. hours. We made it work yesterday, up. though. You had kind of like a little hangout. Yeah, we got some paper plates, mm-hmm. you know, some use red the, Solo cups. Use the bathroom sink. It was, it was real college dude uh sort of party yesterday yeah which is like like not our vibe at all definitely not we're not college dudes no your place is way too nice to ever have solo cups Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's just a certain uh degradation that a solo cup brings to to any dwelling or like party or event like if i'm at a nice place and i see a solo cup it immediately got docked a few points i'm just like oh where am i Mm. and it might be down like i was hanging out with my boys it was like a bachelor party the other day and in that scenario Solo cups made sense. We were playing beer pong and all that kind of shit. But like, imagine going to an outdoor wedding and you see a red solo cup. Yeah, I'm like, damn. I bought. I shaved my pubes for this shit. Like, <laughs> the fu- I bought a suit for this. Yeah, it's nah, fucked up. That's fucked up. I uh, so we were gonna watch the Green Knight last night. Yeah, which is a new A24 joint, mm-hmm. and A24 stays coming out with heat. A24 Always. brings the fire, dude. Always. Yeah. Um, definitely not the dc at, at all no, of that studio not. not the dc of independent studios for sure so but we decided against it just because it looked kind of like the trailer was visually very stunning 
mm-hmm. and it just looked like the content was going to be very deep. Yeah. One of those movies that you kind of have to sit by yourself yeah. and watch right. or with your significant other, you right. know. It's, it's because, a two-person watch, Max. Yeah. You don't have sure. a group watching that movie. You know, Maybe three. I'd probably watch it with you and Slinky. I'd watch it with you, too. Yeah. I file that movie... In the same category of like Ex Machina. It's not a party movie. No, it's not a party movie. And that was the vibe we had yesterday. We tried to do Hereditary as a party movie. Yeah. And we found out real quick. Yep. It was not a party movie. It was not a party movie. It's a movie. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That little girl, when that little girl gets her head knocked off, Mm -hmm. about what, like 30 minutes into the movie? Less than. It was like 20 something into the movie. Dude, we were silent the whole time. Yeah. It was all fun and games. Legit. That movie was... It was so enjoyable for that Mm -hmm. first, like, quarter of the movie because we're all just roasting that little girl about how ugly she is. You were really going (laughs) in on her for a while. Yeah. You were, like, really, like... You were You were roasting shit that she just can't change about herself. No, bro. You were, like, really turning up the heat. And then all of a sudden, her head smacked against that telephone pole, and we were all just like... (gasps) I was not expecting that. that. No. The thing with Ari, Ari Aster's movies... He only has two that came out, and then he's got that short mm-hmm. one. Um, it's Hereditary and Midsummer. Right. Both those movies are about grief, mm-hmm. and you just feel it. Yeah. They're yeah. heavy horror movies. Right. And Hereditary is one of the first horror movies in a long time that was scary to me. Yeah. Just yeah. the way that it made me feel. Mm-hmm. The imagery was nuts. Do you remember when... Um, what's that actress's name? Um, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Yeah. When she's sawing. Oh, with the with the piano wire. The piano like, wire. Sk- sk- or when the kids in the attic and she's like banging her head against the door. Yeah. Oh yeah, my dude. god. That movie it really does put you in a place of discomfort. And there's something to be said for movies like that. Like it's not. You're right. It's not a party movie. It's not a fun. Let's all go to this movie uh, to the theater and hang out like on a fun Friday night. It's not gonna. It's not like that. And there are some movies that are just meant to be that. Uh, I put Joker in that same category where it's like it's a well done movie. It's it's not like horror or scary, but I'm just saying like how you feel afterwards. Uh, Ari Aster, that's his name, always understands the assignment, and he's like, my assignment today is to make you feel uncomfortable. And go through this, go through these emotions that these characters are are going through as well, and he accomplishes that so well, so well, visually, uh, emotionally. The actor, the people he chooses, like he just casts his movies very well as well, dude. The Her- beginning of Midsummer rocks you too. Yeah. Absolutely, the, yeah. With that whole with her Mass suicide suicidal thing? sister killing mm-hmm. the parents, and then she's. It's just it. It's heavy, bro. The thing it's about Midsummer, dude, it's it's such a contrast. I love Midsummer. It's very long. It's one of those movies that like maybe I'll watch now. Like, I'm about once to buy the director's cut. Ooh, it's probably gonna be like an extra forty five minutes yeah. or some shit. But the, it's like a beautiful movie, and the contrast is it's it's beauty to how horrifying what's happening is actually. Yeah, like it's like literally it's like a it's like a harvest, like a beautiful blooming spring. Uh, May, I think is the May queen is like, what it is. So there's just, it's very floral. It's very bright. It's, it's all, it's the sunlight all the time in that movie, I believe, or it's like really long days given the region of the world that they're in. So it's just beautiful, but cut to a guy being flayed, uh, and strung up in like some Viking torture esque thing. And he's still alive. Like his lungs are still breathing and shit. I'm like, this is in the same movie. This is crazy. This is happening. Hereditary had almost like a kind of like a similar contrast not of like beauty but almost like a more playful thing because what does she do like dioramas and the way that that movie was shot whilst in the house was like almost indicative of a diorama like it would zoom in a room and it would like cut this wall out right and then it would zoom back and it would pan really slowly and they like would just go. it was very they had rigid. to build they had to build very specific sets for that because mm. they had to mimic because they had a they hired a dude to build the dollhouses mm-hmm. and then they had to mimic those sets of his of yeah. what he built yeah it was it's great and and the the structure feels very rigid like the cinematography feels very rigid in that movie and it's and it's it's like slow pans and it just holds place there are so many like tricks to uh to filmmaking that can really cause your audience to feel a certain way quick cuts uh, are like you know more indicative of like a comedy like quick cut boom 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 just hits you constantly over when when a, a frame is held in place 
it's it's almost like staying still in real life. It's it 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 causes discomfort. Before you know what your shoulders are rising a little bit like you're getting a little more tense and that movie has plenty of it. Mm. Like of just like no, we're not going to let you wriggle out of this. You're going to sit with this this frame, this this uncomfortable moment and you're going to sit with it and we're going to like put the music down a little bit and you have to just be in it for a minute. And that that movie's like 2 hours of that. And yeah. it's, it's fucking it does a lot to you, dude. There's something to be said about sadness and grief, too, and coming out on the other side of that. Mm. Because I'll take being happy any day. Sure. I love it. Yeah. I love being happy. Being happy I'd is rather dope. be happy. Hey, hot take. Hot take. <laughs> but sadness and grief, I'm not going to say that you need it, but it's inevitable. Right. Life is suffering. Mm-hmm. And when you get onto the other side of sadness and grief, it's almost like you're Breathing in again. Yeah. Oh, this feels good. Yeah, yeah. You're congested. through that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, so instead we watch School of Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, now that we, we wax wa- poetic we about sadness We didn't watch a heavy movie. We watched School of Rock. Yeah. Shout out to the Green Knight, though. Like, I, I kind of want to go back to that just, just for a brief second. I was getting big Pan's Labyrinth vibes off of that trailer. Bro, that's another Very great movie. Guillermo del Toro, like like the effects of like the the night or whatever. Like he looked very like woodland. Like mm-hmm. that movie is probably the shit. It just wasn't the vibe for yesterday. Yeah. you know, given like the party setting and shit. But I'll, I'll watch that shit. So thoughts on School of Rock? School of Rock. Okay, so I know this movie's been out for like ever. And uh, there was a few of these movies out there where, like, everyone has kind of seen it. And I'm just the guy who hasn't seen it for whatever reason. Uh, Nacho Libre was one of those. And School Rock uh, was another one. And you guys, everyone in the room had seen the movie multiple times. And I was the only one who had not seen it. And, uh, yeah, I just, I was very happy that we did. I was at any time that I can uh, get somebody to rewatch something for the sake of me watching it the first time, like, that already is indicative that whatever we're about to watch is good enough. That mm. it's worth a second watch to that person. So that's that was nice going in, kind of confidently there, and uh, and yeah, it did not disappoint. It was fun. It was just it was it was very like uh, you could see what was going to happen around every corner, kind of. But I didn't mind that. You know, have you ever seen Sister Act two with with Whoopsie Goldberg? Oh, oh my God, I'm not okay. Same kind of idea, basically. It's somebody who's like the hijinks of putting someone who doesn't belong somewhere into a place where they don't belong and then just like things kind of work out and there's a little resistance and then eventually whoopsie wins like the kids over and then they go on to some music competition and fucking kill it. They don't win, but they do great. Just like in fucking School of Rock. Yeah. Hey, spoiler alert. They don't win in the Battle of the Bands, but... You know, it's not about that. It's about the journey they took. It's it's, it's very formulaic. And I, I, I still, knowing all of that, enjoyed the movie thoroughly. Great movie. Very quotable. Yeah. Just giving the kids nicknames. Turkey Sub. Turkey Sub. Fancy Pants. Zack Attack. Yeah. Dude, that, that was cool. My I, I question really enjoyed to it. you last night was, okay, so there's clearly a little homosexual child in the movie. Oh, yes. How do they cast something like that? What yeah. is the casting call for something like that's that? Really, that's really funny. You know, what? Mm-hmm. what is the wording that you use for that casting call? I mean, shit, back in like 2003, when did that movie come out? J- yeah, about 2003, 2003 I think. Uh, uh, rules were probably a little different. I know PC culture was alive and well, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, can- PC culture hadn't evolved into cancel culture yet. PC culture in the early 2000s was like Charmander, but like cancel culture is like Charizard nowadays. Mm. That's a two-stage evolution. I know they don't follow Pokemon, but that's the way I see it. Like it evolved into something bigger, um, whereas PC culture was kind of a little more innocent in the 2000s. So you could probably, you know, put in the in the casting call flamboyant young male and it would be okay. But now you can't say flamboyant or male because you'll just offend you everybody. You can't say flamboyant? Probably not. I don't, I don't know how these people think. You probably can't say anything that's not very neutral and gray, where it's just like the, the, the casting call now in 2021 to not offend somebody has to be as simple as this. In search of person. And that's it. That's, <laughs> that's what it needs to be. You can't put an age, race, gender, sexual orientation. Well, I don't think you should ever be putting that last one anyway. But, you know. If the role calls for a straight, please. Yeah. (laughs) But the reality is, man, like if the role calls for a Hispanic male, that's like 22. Why can't we, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to cast fucking Tom Hanks as Cesar Chavez. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. You got to... So, I mean, I'm assuming back then, to answer your question, I'm assuming what happened was there was, like, a producer on the on the movie, some executive producer or whatever the fuck, or, like, the neighbor of an, of an EP that's, like, that he can talk real with on the side and be like, hey, man. I need a gay kid. <laughs> we know your son's a little... uh. You know, he's a little sweet, right? Your son, oh my God. Your son's got a little sugar in his tank, right? Like, we kind of know that. He's the only kid at school that skips everywhere he goes. <laughs> you know, kind of shit. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, he is a little sweet. Whatever. You want to throw him in a movie? He's like, fuck yeah, let's do this, right? Now you can't do that. You got to just hope a kid understands what we're going for yeah. here. You know what I mean? You're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> yeah. All right, see me after class. <laughs> I read... Uh, I was searching School of Rock, and I think I was searching like the uh, the Freddy kid and all that shit that had happened. And and R.I.P. Like, Freddy. R.I.P. Freddy. Yo, dude, pa- dude, dude's dead. Yeah, as uh, as May. Uh, not to bum everybody out, but R.I.P. Freddy. Kid was sick on the drums. Um, but one of the highlights, like one of the related articles to School of Rock, was that kid. Mm-hmm. That that kid who was like the designer or whatever. Um, the main headline, I didn't read the entire article because we just don't do that nowadays, right? I don't got time for that. Yeah, we just read the headline in a couple paragraphs. And that's my facts. Yeah. Dude, that's facts. facts right there. It was something along the lines of actor, whatever, whatever, struggled with his sexuality after his role in the movie School of Rock. So I'm assuming the dude is straight, but he just really turned up the gayness, you know, to play <laughs> to play that young kid. If you're struggling with your sexuality... Well, imagine you're a kid yeah. who plays a role like that, but you're not that, but now everyone kind of typecasts you as that, mm. and that, that can spill into your real life, where sure. like, oh, they typecasted you as a gay guy in real life, and now no girls want to touch your dick when you're like 15. That's a real bummer, dude. And now he's probably like, damn, maybe I am. You know? I saw School of Rock. I know what you're about. <laughs> I, uh, I love that cast, though. The whole cast. The principal, yeah. freaking uh, Joan... Cusack, yeah, John Cusack. She was funny. all the kids were great. Mm-hmm. Like every kid, like was cast. I think perfectly. And they actually all had like a talent. Substan- and they all had like a substantial role. Like it was such a large cast of kids, but they had like a substantial role in the movie. Not one. not easy to pull off. No, I brought up a movie, and this is a deep cut, and I doubt anybody out here, aside from maybe my sisters who listen, will know this movie. Have you ever heard of a movie called Camp Nowhere? No, no. Oh my god, it's great. It's full of just like all those kids between like teenagers in 90s movies. Imagine like a few of them throw them into this movie where like the kids run a summer camp and then Christopher Lloyd is basically the Jack Black of this movie. He's like the older guy who's like kind of down Christopher on Christopher Lloyd. Uh Back to the Future? Yes, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Christopher Lloyd is a guy who's like probably on the wrong end of a few things in his life he's probably like has a lot of debt you know he doesn't really have a place to live like he's just an older guy who just doesn't have his shit together but he's one of those guys that can have like bursts of brilliance and some of those are like indicative in this role that he's in or like this this role that he's in as a camp counselor within this movie he's like a there's like a parents day just like there is in fucking school of rock like yeah. i said all these movies they kind of like do the same like it's sort of like the same thing um, but it's a, a summer camp, basically run by the kids, uh, uh, in the same vein of Accepted. Accepted is another one, where it's like the kids run the show, and there's a parents' day, and it's like, all right, everybody kind of show up. What's the comedian in Accepted? Louis Black. Louis Black is kind of like the Jack Black. It's the Whoopsie Goldberg. It's the Christopher Lloyd. They're all the same person in the same like sort of world, and it's just this generation's version of that. Yeah. Shout out to Camp Nowhere, though. And anyone who's seen that, like, let us know. For are, there, sure. are there any movies or media that you remember that scared you as a child that were not meant to be scary? The Wizard of Oz okay. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I still see that movie and it just like kind of just like weirds me out. Mm-hmm. Courage the Cowardly Dog, that okay. show, yeah. scared me. Really? Yeah. I thought it was so creepy. <laughs> okay. Still kind of find it creepy. Yeah. The animation is uh, really unsettling. Yeah. You know, like every time Courage like like screams, like that one tooth just has a solid hole through it yeah. all the time. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, doesn't that hurt? Like, this is weird. Um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. 
That one fucked me up. Yeah, when the, with the tunnel. Yeah. You no, mean, not just the tunnel. I mean like the Oompa just the Loompas. Whole thing. The Oompa Loompas just sort of like uh, something horrifying happened to a small child, and the Oompa Loompas just kind of like sing it off, and it's like, all right, let's all forget this happened. Do but do. It is. It is truly a horror movie <laughs> if you think about true. it. Like these kids are just getting murked. Yeah, let Ari Aster do a fucking Willy Wonka I'd love remake, to see that. dude. <laughs> fucking Augustus Gloop will not make it out of that chocolate tunnel. I'll tell you that. No. Nope. In fact, he'll probably get like vacuum sealed and ripped apart in some way, like yeah. the way actual physics probably would work in a situation like that. The one girl will just get blown up and then just just blow up like she wouldn't become a blueberry that they roll off the sh- <laughs> off the fucking screen and the other girl going into like that egg uh that that fucking golden goose thing like dude that movie is so fucked up that kid would go into like some sort of black mirror-esque you remember how he like uh gets sort of like teleported into the tv yeah it would be very yeah in the same vein of black mirror uh uss callister episode where dude is just stuck in like a a, a digital world you know what i mean that show Fuck. Can we talk about Black Mirror a little bit? Sure. Uh, I haven't seen all of the episodes, which, like, I really like the show. It's just one of those things mm-hmm. where you kind of watch, like, episodes that people tell you to watch. And I right. just, I kind of have, like, picked through yeah. it. Um, There's a lot of, like, uh, what episodes have I seen? I've seen the one where the dude has to, like, fuck the pig. Oh, what? <laughs> Do you the politician who's like I think his daughter gets kidnapped? That may be one they, that I haven't like, seen. You haven't seen that one? He has to fuck a pig on live television oh to my get her God. back or something. Damn. There's the one the credits one. Oh, the, the, dude the from Get Million Out. Merits or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, that one's really depressing. That one I haven't watched because I've heard how fucked like how sad it is. I watched the one with uh, the game test, the game test one with um, mm. what's his name, Russell, Wyatt, the dude who played the new Russell? captain, yeah, Wyatt Russell, yeah, yeah. That one's really good. That one's really good. Uh, I've seen the one where the the girl's like husband dies and she gets like a robot version of him. Um, robot version of him. Is it like where like basically his um consciousness yep. is put into yeah. like a yeah yeah there, dude there are so many and you're right it is very much one of those shows that's like a la carte style it's non-linear you can pick any episode and just it, they don't have to be in line or in form there was one uh one season i think it was season four where uh my favorite episode i think in that whole season it's called black museum i saw that one you made me watch it that one's really good yeah that one is like that one's like three different stories kind of in one, and they all sort of tie together. That one's really good. But but yeah, man, uh, Black Mirror is another one of those things that I have to be in a mood to watch it. Because it, not... it'll bum you out. Yeah, it's, it's another one of those heavy things. Yeah. I think, there's maybe, I think there's maybe one happy episode of that show. It's uh, San... It's not like I want to say Juniper, but that's totally not it. It's like San, San Junipero or yeah. whatever the fuck. It's it's another like digital consciousness, but they're like living this world, and it's like they're forever young and they're happy, and it's all that kind of shit. Yeah. But in reality, they're old people who are have passed now, and they're like permanently in this. Bro, spoiler alert! Position. I've never sorry. seen that one. <gasps> what? I I heard it's a good one. Oh, I just I'm haven't sorry. gotten around to it. It's so good. It it's so good, dude, and it's so eighties. The needle drops in that episode alone. Oh my Worth god! Worth it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I respect like there are some shows that I don't think are great, but I respect the aesthetic of. Mm-hmm. Same with like movies and stuff like that. Like American Horror Story. I don't think that that show is necessarily great. I've seen like some seasons that I really liked, but mm-hmm. just the like they've nailed the aesthetic of the show. Like you know that it's American Horror Story when you're watching it. Yeah, you can tell that you're watching it. Same with Black Mirror. I feel like you could tell you're watching a Black Mirror oh, episode. Yeah. You know, definitely a tone important. to those. Mm-hmm. Definitely a tone where like yeah, you you walk in and that's that's like the weird thing. It's like they're non-linear, but they're all the same production. You're you're so right. American Horror Story is. Uh, is one of those ones where it's like, fuck, man, there's almost too much for me to watch. Because those are nonlinear in the way that the season is nonlinear. The season works in conjunction with itself, but it has nothing to do with the seasons prior, right? I don't think that's actually true. No? Some of them the are tied together? Are connected really? Somehow. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's what the creator said. But Okay. Well, fuck my uh, theory. Few, I know I a, totally a few of the seasons are for sure connected. Mm, okay. But... 
Yeah, I watched I watched like a few seasons. The Roanoke season I thought was really good. I don't know if you've seen that one. Roanoke is the one because I remember I had that problem where I was like, there's so much of this show. I don't know where to go to start. And I asked you and you said, you know, Roanoke, you, you, you listed a few of the seasons. And I was like, Roanoke sounds cool. I kind of like the... Uh, the legend of Roanoke, right? It was like settlers that just like disappeared yeah. or whatever the fuck without a trace all of a sudden. And uh, I started watching it and I got a few episodes in, but I don't know, maybe this is going to sound fucked up, but maybe I just like don't really dig Cuba Gooding Jr. He's in that season. And I don't know, just like the, the, the world that they were establishing in the first couple episodes, I just didn't really like it. I'll also just like woodland white people scare the shit out of me. Like, that's a legit fear of mine. And there's, like, woodland white dudes in that in that uh, series, that season. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's just, that's, like, real life scary. That's not even, like, spiritual scary. That's, like, if I'm in the wrong state at the wrong time and run out of gas, that's the guy who's going to come out of the woods. Horrifying to me, you know? It was too real. <laughs> it was too yeah. real. And then it was, and then like cut to Cuba Gooding Jr. plowing some witch in the woods. And I was like, oh shit, oh, this yeah. actually kind of got my attention again. <laughs> Hold up. Cause I was kind of digging her. Sex? Yeah. I was like, damn. And he was, he's really giving it to her too. I was like, damn, dude, this was on TV. You get to see Cuba Gooding Jr.'s yeah. bare ass just drilling this witch in the woods. I was like, I didn't know the show was like that. I'm kind of yeah, down, man. actually. Just sexy ghosts or whatever. I watched that one that one season cult. Not a fan. I didn't finish that season. It was it was very political, and I was like, "This is weird." You got Evan Peters, who's playing like this political Joker esque type person. Yeah. You got Sarah Paulson, who's just you hate distraught. Sarah Paulson. I hate Sarah Paulson because you just want to pop her right in her mouth. Just don't pop you? her in the fucking mouth, man. <laughs> I hate her for the same reason I hate Elizabeth Moss. Is that they're just they're really you look good at, them, at like, playing pathetic. Characters. Yes, they yeah. play pathetic <laughs> yes. characters, I and guess. that's not—that's kind of not an insult. It's—it's kind of like Jack Black again. It's like they understand the assignment, and uh, their assignment is to play a distraught, scared woman who just cannot get their shit together. Right? It's like who Danny just McBride doesn't make the right decisions. Danny McBride yeah. is cast as Danny McBride in everything that in he every, plays. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it works, and it works. Yeah, but like Danny McBride is fun and funny, so I can enjoy yeah. that. But like Sarah Paulson and Elizabeth Moss, and forgive me, I've never seen Handmaid's Tale, so she might be somebody that transitions into like a total badass by the end of the show. But from what I understand, is they're just they're just people who aren't doing the thing they need to do to better their lives, and that like that pisses me off in ways in real life. So like when I see that on screen, I'm like, you fucking ugh, where's your spine? You I tried reading re the Handmaid the Handmaid's Tale. Reading it, it's yeah. a book. It was boring to me. Oh, word? I didn't like it. Do you know who Miss Pat is? The comedian? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, she has a show now on uh, on BET Plus, and I'm, she made the rounds. BET Plus? Yeah, it's like a streaming service. They have a streaming service? Yeah. She's, she's, 106 in Park, bro? Yeah, on dude. On demand? Dude, you trying to watch, uh, uh, what is it, Freestyle Friday? I've actually never watched 106 in Park. The only reason I say it is because Slinky said she used to watch it all the time, and she Slinky loved it. Slinky used to watch 106 in Park. Yeah. Wow. Did not see that coming. Loved it. That's hilarious. Freestyle Friday, she probably knows all about that big tigger. Dude. Yeah, uh, 106 in Park was basically BET's answer to TRL. Okay. You know, that's it, it's all it was. It was Slinky, way cooler. Slinky was a big Chris Brown fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of a bummer. I'm not really a Chris Brown fan. Well, that's because slaps women around, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because in a stand-up fight, like if all that shit didn't go down in the car, my money's on Rihanna, bro. Rihanna would piece that motherfucker up. She's got range on him. You think that and she's the, got legs. You think if the setting had been different. Yeah. The if they were in an arena or if this was like a, a wrestling back alley brawl, dude, Rihanna all day. Chris Brown's little bitch ass dancing around. <laughs> Man, fuck you, Chris Brown. I think he's a big Beyonce fan too. Yeah? Yeah. Beyonce's great. I saw Beyonce live Where in concert. Dude, me and uh, me and Tony went to go see. I mean, we told the story where he straight up puked Vomited on, the on, the, on a lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, we saw On the Run too in Chicago a couple years ago. That shit was fire. It was one of the coolest concerts I've ever been to. It was the production was huge. Um, what were we talking about though before we got into? 
Elizabeth uh, Moss. You were talking about Miss Pat's. Yeah, show? Miss Pat. So Miss Pat is has been making the rounds to all of the podcasts. She didn't hit us up, um, unfortunately. Hey, it's not too late. Yeah, Miss Pat, we'll still take you. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe she just didn't make her way up to the Midwest yet. That's probably what it is. Yeah, she didn't contact me. I don't know. We also haven't checked our email in a minute, so maybe there's something in there. We'll check it after this. Yeah, we'll check it after this. But her favorite show is The Handmaid's Tale. So really? I've been hearing her talk about The Handmaid's Tale on like four different podcasts, and it's just it. The way she describes it, it sounds like it's actually like a fire show. And Miss Pat doesn't fuck around. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Miss Pat would waste her time on a bad show. So that, that kind of was a little validation for me. But no, uh, it's not for me either. Have you seen The Cabin? Burt Kreischer? I, I think I watched an episode. There's one with Miss Pat in it. Yeah. And Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah. Cuoco? And, yeah, Cuoco. Cacao powder? And it just seems like Miss Pat is making this white girl just uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> what a weird combination of people. Yeah. It Why was just, is Kaylee in there whatsoever? It was Joel, uh, what's his name from The Soup or The... Uh, McHale? This, Joel McHale. Joel McHale, okay. Kaylee Cuoco and Miss Pat. Okay. And Miss Pat was just like roasting her the whole time. Damn, for real? Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. It just like wasn't, it almost wasn't even a funny episode to me. No? So I was like, what is this pairing? Those two people are like comedians and Kaylee Cuoco is not. So right. So it's, it's like you're just, you're throwing. She's definitely not a comedian. A fish Have out of water. Big Bang Theory? The, yeah, right. Fuck that show. show. I don't even sucks. need to see that you show. You know what? Uh, there's a Harley Quinn cartoon uh-huh. on HBO Max and Kaylee Cuoco does the voice of Harley Quinn. That show's funny. Is it really good actually? It's good. Okay. I love that show. She has a show on HBO as well called The Flight Attendant that looked the, the, like the premise looked really cool. And I watched, um, I watched the pilot episode and i liked it it was kind of like a kind of like a murder mystery mm-hmm. like the tr- this is the trailer basically she uh she sleeps with this guy and then he they wake up the next day and, and he's like dead as fuck like murdered af Bro, and that, that pussy was too good it was too good he had to take his own life he's like he's like you know what i'm going gay after this that <laughs> pussy was so good like i can't i can't top that uh but uh and and that's kind of all i saw <laughs> so nice. I'm, I'm curious as to like what's gonna happen here but i kind of never but really, not that curious not that curious. something else came out that you know grabbed my attention something that i knew for sure was good and then i just stopped watching it what was that i don't know i don't know i'm just saying that something else i know that that's probably what had to happen i'm watching this new show on h on uh, i'm sorry on hulu right now it's called Nine Perfect Strangers. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. No, it's it's pretty good. It's um with Nicole Kidman being just like you know a weird white lady, which is like what she does. Uh, you got Melissa McCarthy in there. You got uh, have you ever seen that movie Hide and Seek? It's like the 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 woman marries into this family and they play hide and seek, and it's like a a murder. I thought it's called hide- Ready or Not. That's it. Yeah. Ready yes, or not. I have seen that movie. Yeah. Her name's Samara Weaving. Hmm. Well, she basically kind of resembles uh, fucking Harley Quinn, right? What, what, th- th- she's like, she could be her little sister. Mm-hmm. They, they look very similar to me. I believe she's in it as well. Do you know that guy from, um, it's uh, Bobby? I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't, I can't recall his last name. He was in Boardwalk Empire. You ever watch that show? No. No? Well, Michael Shannon, also in Boardwalk Empire. Bobby, uh, whatever, from, he was in the movie Chef. He was in Boardwalk. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's he's just a really, he's a great actor and super cool dude. He's in that movie. And it's just all these people going to like this wellness retreat. And, and they all have, there's like some similarity between all of them. I'm only like three episodes in, so we're, it's sort of like unraveling as we're going, but it's, it's pretty intriguing. I'm, I'm a fan of it so far and it's funny. There's like, there's like humor to it too, but it's, it's not, it's, it's not like a kind of like the green, it's not a party TV show. It's not, it's one of those ones that you watch when like, all right, no one else is around. I guess we'll watch this sort of deal. I watched it with uh, with the gays. They put me on to it, and I really enjoyed that. Um, another one, dude. Oh, White Lotus. Did you watch that? Is that, that on show? HBO? That's on HBO. I've seen previews for it. It's cringe as fuck. Did that? Is it? Is there brown in that corner, or am I tripping? There is brown in that <gasps> corner. Motherfucker. Okay, I'm going to fix that when we're done. I, I I did that okay. myself. Anyway. But they don't even know what you're talking about, man. No, sorry. Sorry, guys. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll well, jump to that Juan part. Did, brought, Juan brought some new dope posters to the studio. I you did. You want to tell them what we got here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a nice big uh, two by three 
I'm sorry. Yeah, 24 by 36 inch uh, Ex Machina poster. Fire ass film, bro. We love that movie. Fire ass film. It's it's a it's what a great movie. Oh my god, I wish we could talk about Ex Machina for like an hour because I could. And Dude, like, this whole episode is just like Marco and Juan go to the movies. Yeah, it is. And I think people like these episodes because we're putting them on game on some dope shit. Because yeah. I don't watch not dope shit. You know what I mean? I don't waste my time with not dope shit. So like, if I'm watching something. Trust me, I'm not wasting my time, and I will not waste yours either. So if I if I give you a wreck, just like fucking check it out. So we got Ex Machina. That one's really cool. I actually wanted to keep that one for the crib and not bring it, but too late. You know, it's too late. It's here. I got a really cool Logan poster. Another fire ass film, dude. A fire ass film. And how about the high contrast on that poster? That's my favorite part about it. I the love black it. silhouette of uh of what is her it's like what is it like x21 or some shit like that I think it's x23 23 okay x23 and then you got logan there and then like the sunset and the bright orange and shit behind it and then i got a nice fan-made one of sergeant lincoln osiris played by robert downey jr From uh tropic thunder tropic thunder rdj in blackface but it's okay because <laughs> the joke is like how silly is this right like it's it's great. You know what's funny? I think that's how what it's supposed to be every time a white person does blackface. That I how don't silly know. is this? But I don't this know. is this is different because it's yeah. like he's a that's the joke. He's like a vapid yeah. Yes. You know method actor, method actor goes deep. Goes yeah, goes deep. Yeah. This is like a, this isn't like in the movie Tropic Thunder. It's not even it's not that makeup. he goes blackface. Yeah, it's he, skin he, pigmentation. Yeah. <laughs> He, like, changed his skin. Completely changes his face and just... (laughs) Dude, that movie is so great. He was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and they were talking about Tropic Thunder, and he was like, A, that movie could never be done today. Of course it couldn't be, right? But he's like, the funniest part about it is that Ben Stiller caught all the shit for that movie because there's the R-word speech. You know, you never go full R-word, right? Yeah. And that was like the most prevalent thing. Robert Downey Jr. is in blackface in that entire scene. And they're they're talking about the full R word and all that kind of shit. And it all fell on Ben because he also has the Simple Jack. <laughs> Simple Jack is quite possibly some of the most offensive shit that's ever been in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like running around with a mallet trying to hit like a butterfly. Like they make him so stupid. He's like, you were farting in bathtubs and laughing ass <laughs> off. Like, like they made him seem so dumb. So all of that overshadowed Robert Downey Jr. And, but, you know. That character in Tropic Thunder is very much the same as like why it's always Sunny Works. It's like these characters are are so vapid and so dumb that everything they do can be grossly offensive and it's excusable. It's the same reason why South Park works because it's like very crude and they're it's like crude animation and they're kids and it's, I think it's just know? like a false narrative that super offensive things are not okay. It seems to be this narrative that people are pushing, but it's not true. Like yeah. You go to an Andrew Schultz show, you mm-hmm. see people of all colors, yeah, you know, all religions, races, creeds, whatever, and they're all laughing yeah. at what he's saying. He'll roast the shit out of you. Yeah. Cut your culture deep, yeah. deep to the bone, and everybody, it's it's all funny. You Bro, know? we should write a movie. We should. Maybe. Another one? After uh, after a after a banger blockbuster, Jesus vs. Santa? Yeah, dude. Well, we, that's a trilogy, so we already got, yeah. we got hundreds of millions in the bank mm-hmm. from that one alone. So, yeah, it would be kind of cool to return to our craft and write another movie. Bro, we should start writing together. Yeah? Flexing our creative muscles. We should. Yeah. Like, actually writing? I think so, yeah. Yeah? Because I I want, like, I've been been wanting to do it for a really long time. You have an idea of a graphic novel, right? Yes. Yeah. We haven't talked about it on here, but you've kind of given me, like, a synopsis of it, and I think it's really cool. I've I've got a couple ideas for graphic novels, but I don't know. We could write a screenplay or something. Yeah. Something to, I don't know, just those juices flowing i wrote a screenplay in my day yeah yeah it was all about like a a dad who like lost his daughter or some shit oh shit yeah it was really heavy it wasn't fun um i thought i was like do you still have it (laughs) i probably do on like a thumb drive somewhere no no one will ever read that is it not good it's not good at all you don't know if it's not good unless you let well i think i got like a b on it but not a b because of like the quality of the screenplay or the story i think i just gotta be like structurally like I, I did the work. How many pages was it? Uh, we had to write a full feature. It was like ninety. Damn, 90 plus I can't pages. Be, imagine being the teacher who had to grade all that. Yeah, it was a it was a semester long project. It was like the thing that you finish, and it's you know you're supposed to deliver 
Can you imagine being that teacher reading screenplays like, this is dog shit. Yeah, this is fucking dog shit. You know, that teacher, too, he probably is like, damn, dude, this idea is kind of fire, actually. Let me jot this shit down. Yeah. And then he goes and applies like, all of his knowledge to it. If you're a teacher for, for that type of thing, you have not made it. <laughs> right. You right. haven't made So what what business do you have yeah. grading anybody's shit? And that kind of... And also, like, what business do you have grading any art? <laughs> Pretty much ever. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, there is something to be said... For the guy's wisdom, he's been doing it for years, yeah. so he knows structure structurally what a screenplay should be. I'll give him that. But as far as writing a good narrative, an immersive world that an audience can get into, bro, if you're my professor at this college at UWM, you're probably not penciling a lot. Of, like no one's no your phone ain't going off the hook. You know what I'm saying? No, like for sure, no one's talking to you about it. And it actually discouraged me. That was one of the main things that set me off course out of out of like film studies and shit uh just seeing this dude who works in this uh and you know not to shit on the guy because uh, like he has a career he probably is a tenured professor there he's probably fine but you know he's a guy working basically in this basement of this giant you know hall at milwaukee and and just kind of shitting on people's screenplays all day like young people like me yeah. who are just like aspiring to be something cool and creative and he's like okay see that there that premise would never work and that theory would never work that's, and like do you even understand what that word means like shit like that it's like bro fuck you that's why i feel like going to school for any type of art just doesn't work yeah like what yeah what either you got it or you don't yeah you and i don't need do this it. guy to put my fire out because he's all bitter and shit and just and because, realize yeah that, hey bro my dick still works i'm sorry <laughs> you know hey my bad just realize that if you're pursuing art in any capacity it's gonna be fucking hard like right. you're gonna suffer yeah. for a while and probably and if you don't listen to many people if you're truly hungry for it you'll get it yeah if you're not you won't get it just keep showing up yeah keep doing you don't listen to some fucking sad sack professor in a basement, you know, because he's going to he's going to try to kill you every single time. He's going to try to take you down. And that's the message of this episode. folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We hey. always want to wrap it up with a nice <laughs> message. Yeah. Hey, fuck the haters. Fuck you know the I mean? haters. Oh, dude. Also, I want to say if anyone has made it this far, uh, just as like uh, uh, a, a tether to our last segment with the mailbag. I know those are only going to come in every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think we should wait till like, maybe like kind of like we did last, uh, last week. Like we wait till a few build up and then we can devote like maybe half an episode to it. Yeah. It won't be a thing we do all the time. Um, but I would be interested in some follow up because then we can kind of see if things have worked. I I'm really interested and what the deal is with Fat Booty One Two Three and the yeah. whole pops thing? I want to know about Mildew Guy and yeah. my man's menu. I want to know what's going on with that. Um, uh, I forget. Did she say her name on the thing? Uh, oh, our guest, homegirl. Yeah. Uh she didn't. She didn't. Well, Anonymous. she's gonna. She, she, she's we gonna don't need to follow podcast. up with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, um, also, don't be don't be afraid to send in. It doesn't have to be advice based things. You know, you can ask us how tall we'd like to be. You can. That you was know, a great question. Send in things you'd like for us to talk about on the podcast, and yeah. we'll, we'll talk about. We it. might consider it. You yeah. know, if you're funny. Well, he's the beans. He's the rice. And this has been everything nice. Good night, y'all. Bye.